the way we are, we all have gifts. Things that come to us naturally. And sometimes we're the last to see it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we explore ways to achieve those two goals. And we invite beautiful, amazing, vibrant, I wish you could see the video on Stephanie. She's so like her smile is just so beautiful, but we don't have video, unfortunately, because she is in Nigeria, right? Lagos, Nigeria. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and so we have not a great internet connection. So unfortunately you're just going to have to go with looking at her avatar and her picture, but, um, Stephanie, can I call you Steph? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's how she signed her name. Steph is an online course strategist and it's like very selfish. I was saying to her very selfish because I just happened to be in the middle of creating an online course. So it's possible that I might ask selfish questions that are just meant to help me, (laughs) but I know they're going to help you as well. Steph, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, me too. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So so my first question for you, Steph, okay, first, let let me just say, have you always known that you were like a teacher? If you've always known that you were going to be doing this at some point in your life? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So I, I thought I was just going to have a, a normal life. I was going to go to school. <laughs> I was going to go to school and get a very good job, climb the career ladder. In fact, I had just completed my MBA and um, I had gotten a job in a multinational company. So I was, things were opening up for me. I was so excited. And then I started to get a nudge to start organizing workshops. I couldn't explain it. People would ask me, why do you want to teach? I'm like, I don't even know. All I know is that I get this nudge to teach. I can't shake it off and I have to start. That's how I started. Perfect. So you just followed the, followed the little trail, right? Followed the path. Yes. Yes. And interestingly, I didn't even know what to call myself because when I started having this nudge to teach, all my friends were not trying to teach. Like my friends were getting into finance, they were getting into marketing. They were, you know, they were doing the hardcore roles. Yeah. And here was I saying, I'm a trainer. It, it didn't look, <laughs> it didn't look, <laughs> you know, it wasn't uh, fancy. <laughs> it was so fancy. People would be like, people would talk to me out of concern. Stephanie, are you sure you can take care of yourself by teaching? I'm like, well, this seems to be the thing that gives me a lot of joy. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to share more about my story as we go along. But I, I kind of figured it out, you know, on the road, on the way. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so but it's, it's, that's actually interesting that you say that because I think a lot of entrepreneurs have this kind of, you know, struggle because there's that quote unquote real job in the real corporate world mm-hmm. where you're going to be right. You're going to, this is where success comes from is by climbing that corporate yeah. ladder. Right. And then you're yeah, like, yeah, this is know. not any fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love your laugh. <laughs> I wish I could see Thank it. You. <laughs> now but it wasn't funny then i can remember when i had my nine to five i was always miserable there very miserable like everybody sees me now i'm laughing i'm playing i'm so jovial i was the opposite of this then then as i got into the office i would be angry so annoyed so frustrated (laughs) so upset you know and the reason was because i wasn't supposed to be there so i wasn't enjoying it and even though 
it was a good job. It was a great opportunity, you know. And my, I, I had amazing colleagues at work. They were great, but I was just not a good fit there. And yeah. so I struggled. Yeah. 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 That's what it is when you're not following your real path, right? You're like, ugh, yeah. ugh, ugh. Yeah. they say entrepreneurs <laughs> make the worst employees. <laughs> But we're tough as bosses too. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've never heard that before, but maybe it's true. <laughs> so okay, now how long ago was it? We were these in-person courses you were doing at that time. Okay, I started by organizing workshops, so I used to do live physical classes, you know. Right. And at the time, I was teaching people how to make fashion accessories. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, Ooh. interestingly, I had started a fashion accessories business from my second year in the university. Um, I discovered this, you know, I, I fell in love with accessories. I fell in love with it. Like, I, I love to source for, for um, 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 what do you call it, the, the materials. I loved making them. You know, it was a hobby that yeah. I really enjoyed. People now started asking me to make for them. And, you know, I had it had to pay so that's yeah. how i started this business without really planning it so <laughs> I, I i was running the accessories business all through my time in my my first degree my second degree my first job and even my second job so by the time you know i started to get the call to teach this was what i got the nudge to teach i got okay. the nudge to teach people how to make fashion accessories and how to do the business out of it because i had literally been earning money as a side, you know, for my accessory business by the side, for years, I had a factory, I had employees, wow. you know, it was like a big operation, really. Wow. That's and no side very... hustle, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I never ever saw it as the main thing. It was just always something I was doing by the side. But when I looked at it on its own, I was like, this thing is massive. I hope, I wish I could show other women how to start making accessories, people who are creative, who are like me, yeah. Who, who are crafty they can easily do this business you know while they're in school or while they have a job and that's really how we started i started to get the nudge to teach people and, I, and when i shared it with my friends they were like this doesn't make any sense you, this is the business you run why would you want to share your trade secret <laughs> you know and and during this time you know i i had competition in the market and i was trying to compete with them you know and now <laughs> here was i trying to teach everybody how to do this thing. It didn't make sense, <laughs> but I, I, I just obeyed. I followed the nudge. <laughs> but now you said that you didn't feel like that could be your real job. Do you, yeah. Why do you feel, why do you think you felt that way? Well, because how I've been socialized. Right. When you finish school, you get a job. Yeah. In fact, the reason you are doing so well in school is so that I can get a very good job. So right. I graduated the first class in computer science. So the expectations of me were so high. Yeah. We expected that I would get a job in a particular sector or maybe go and do a PhD and take it up from there. Yeah. You know? And here was I saying, even though I had a first class in computer science, I want to teach people how to make accessories. So you can imagine the yeah, yeah. disappointment. When, right. I, when, I, when I graduated from school, my first class degree, my parents had a huge party in my honor, like a huge party. They invited all their friends. They were so excited that I had, you know, I had done so well. All my parents' friends, they called me first class. First, how is first class? How is first class doing? Then 
now have to <laughs> when they say how is first class doing they ah she's fine or oh, she wants to start training people say training 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 <laughs> how <laughs> she should have a, she should have a, a job in all company or something like that so it was a bit difficult it's a difficult way to navigate <laughs> so yeah it's interesting right you said this is not a a job for an ambitious, right? This is just a, it's just a hobby. I'm just yeah. doing this as a hobby, but you were meant to be, you were always meant for more. It's just not what you thought it was going to be, right? Yes, 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 yes. I learned that along the way. Yeah. I learned this was the main thing. And, you know, it was because I had a limited vision of what it could be. So when I was teaching people in the, I started from the garage of my parents' house, and I was organizing those workshops and having three people, four people. The moment I realized that I could actually impact thousands, the game changed. Game changed. And how did I get into it? I was, when I started um, marketing online, people started reaching out to me to say, oh, Stephanie, I really want to attend this class, but I don't live in your city. I don't live in Lagos. I yeah. see it's a live yeah. class. How can I attend the training? So I kept on getting this request over and over again. They were asking me to travel to different locations. I couldn't really travel to all the different places I was getting, um, I was getting invitations from. Yeah. And then I got inspired to launch an online course. I was like, oh, let me try this and see if it will work. So I did launch an online course after three months of having the idea. And it was an instant hit. I was getting payments for my online course. It was mind-blowing. I could not believe that <laughs> I would record some lessons put them up online and people would actually pay. Now, just to give you some perspective, at this time, this was 2013. At this time, um, in my country, Lagos, in, in Nigeria, we were just getting access to the internet. What this means is that we were just getting um, mobile phones. Yeah. So the internet penetration was just rising. You know, people were just getting phones for the first time. Um, it wasn't very sophisticated. We didn't really have a lot of sophisticated um network so people, not a lot of people were on the internet yeah and here was i just trying this internet thing out and people were finding me online using social media and then wow. they were paying me people that had never met me before i wasn't <laughs> understand how mind-blowing it was for me oh, it yeah. was so mind-blowing and i was like oh my god this is it i quit wow. my job awesome I quit my job <laughs> <laughs> i said i'm gonna figure out how to make this thing the main thing. Yeah. And that's what, that's what, that's what inspired me to take the next audacious step. Wow. But even in any part of the, in the, of the world, I think 2013 is, is still early for doing online courses. I mean, that was just starting. Yes. It's a big industry now, but it really wasn't then at all. Yes. yes. And how are you letting people know about the course? Oh, I was marketing online on social media. And then we used to have, Blackberry phones. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Blackberry was big then. So I was using Blackberry. <laughs> I was using I was also using Facebook. You know, Instagram wasn't wasn't um, I don't think Instagram was there yet. No. It was Blackberry and Facebook. I was using that to really promote my course. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Now just to share another interesting story with you. Um, the first time I decided to launch this course, um, I I, I marketed it just now way, just sharing flyers around me you know really promoting it and nobody showed up nobody not one person not one person i was so ashamed i was so ashamed i remember that i went to my to my room 
and I put the duvet over my head. Uh-oh. I wanted to hide. I wanted to hide. I was like, after I had made so much, I talked so much about how I'm going to create this workshop. I'm going to help other women. You know, I had talked a big game and nobody signed up for it. And it just triggered all my trauma and my wounds, like feelings of rejection, feelings of not being good enough, feelings of not being wanted, not being loved. Just I was triggered left, right, center. And yeah. I was crying. Oh my God, I want to impact other women. They don't even want my message. You know, it, it, it was so traumatic for me. But I remember that, that day, I had an event to attend. It was a motivational event, something like this podcast you're doing, where they invite a guest to come and speak. So I just, you know, dragged, after crying for so long, I was like, you know what, let me just leave this house. So I dragged myself out of the house. I went for an event. And then I listened to um, the invited guest. He was sharing failure story upon failure story. Failure story upon failure. He something about how he had failed so many times before he got a big, before he became successful. And how he's even still failing till now. But what is different now is that he doesn't personalize the failure. He just picks himself up, takes it as lessons and keeps him moving. And that story was very pivotal for me because I was like, wait a minute. I haven't even felt as much as this man. Why am I here crying? Clean my tears and said, okay, what is the lesson to learn? The lesson that I had to learn at that time is that I needed to learn how to market better. So yeah. even, though I had, even though I had so much expertise, so much experience and a heart to help, like I really wanted to help these women, but I needed to learn how to market, to communicate in a more compelling way. Instead of just saying, oh, I have something to share. You want it, come, you know? Yeah. I had to learn yeah. how to... How to, how to speak to people's um, emotions and draw them in and that's really what that's really how I started my journey on social media before I wasn't on social media I felt like social media was a fad and it would just fade up after a while like it was just you know before Facebook we had something I think we had high five um is it high five? <laughs> you know and they all used to come and go we had MySpace they'll, they'll just come and then they'll go they'll come and they'll go yeah so I thought that Facebook would also come and go you know but when I faced this challenge i said you know what facebook is here now i'm going to leverage on facebook i'm going to leverage on this social media marketing that everybody keeps talking about and that's how i got into it and it now opened me up to a, to a bigger audience so instead of just marketing people in my local community i started having customers from you know outside um outside lagos outside nigeria I'm telling you it was such a shift for me to see the real potential of social media yeah. and i've been on it ever since then yeah yeah wow it's the perfect time though. <laughs> but I mean, do you, because this is the mindset, right? This is you, what you, the, the fact that you went to see that person at that moment in time. I mean, do, do you think that you would have continued if you wouldn't like to have just happened to walk into that person speaking about failure and failing again and again and again, and just learning how to use so, it as fuel? <laughs> I think that God may have given me other opportunities to, to get the healing I needed to get. To, yeah. to hear this kind yeah. of message so maybe it may have taken a longer time because in this my case i was able to bounce back quickly yeah. quickly because I, I i heard this man speak at a particular time but if i didn't maybe if something happened and i decided not to go for the event maybe i would have to wait again until when some other person who is who is who is some other person might be let come and speak to me or maybe i may hear it in church it may have taken a while to to get to get this message in what i realized is that if you're somebody who god is calling to help other people to share he keeps trying to drag you out of that depression because i was falling into depression actually if i did not 
stop myself around entering into a hole, helplessness, you know, feelings of feelings of sadness. So he was sending people left, right, center, you know, to help. <laughs> left, right, center. <laughs> now, interestingly, the reason I said this is because I've also uh, faced a different um, experience that was very demoralizing, and I stayed demoralized for two years. Now that wow. I think about it. There were opportunities for me to get out of it, but I was just, I just kept on missing the opportunities. Yeah. I kept on yeah. missing it because I was, I had entered inside this hole yeah. where I was feeling sorry for myself. I had a lot of self-pity. I felt like, oh God, this is a waste of my, you know, I just, I, I, I forgot who I was. I, I forgot, I, I lost myself. I lost my joy because yeah. I went through a very tough, um, a very tough um, experience. and. During that period, one of the things I, I, I know is that God doesn't give up on us. So he's going to keep looking for ways to send helpers. Ways to send helpers. So if you don't listen to this person, listen to the other person. The other person, the other person. Something must, <laughs> must hit you. <laughs> Something must hit you. Which is why, you know, I'm, I like to come on these kinds of shows like podcasts because for a lot of people, this might be the thing that will hit them. Right. My story might motivate them. My story might... Um, Get them to stand up again and just try again. Right. So I, I want to ask a question that, um, well, like me, let's wait on that. Um, <laughs> okay. No, well, I mean, I, I, I personally feel like everybody has a course, right? I mean, do you feel that way now after like meeting different people and talking to them and saying like, you know, oh, you're so good at this. You could teach this, you know, I mean, everybody I speak to now, I feel like, oh, you should make that an online course. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everybody, the way, the way, the way we are, we all have gifts, things that come to us naturally. Like, and sometimes we're the last to see it. Yeah. Because it's just something we're just so good at. You know, we right. don't think any, we don't, we don't, because it's, we're so good at it. We don't think that other people are struggling with it. So we're always the last to see it. Everybody sees it in us. Well, because we think everyone else already has that gift, right? Yeah. That's yes. It. Yes. So yeah. we don't realize how profound it is, how exceptional it is, how amazing it is. We don't. So except you're in, a, you're in a space where people can point this out to you. You might not know. Right. You might be the last person to, to, to realize it. I remember when I started getting the notch to create a course on online courses, I struggled with it for a long time. I didn't want to do it because I just felt like it's easy. Anybody can do it, you know. And but people kept coming. Look, I was trying to promote other online courses. Nobody wanted that. They kept saying, "Okay, but do you have a course on online courses? I want to learn how to do online courses from you." And I'm like, "No, I don't do that. It's easy. Just do this, do this, do this." It's definitely calm down. Please teach me online courses. So I had to listen to what people wanted from me. I had right. to listen because I it was difficult for me to accept that I I, I knew something that other people do not really know so that's the first part but one thing i also realized is that not everybody is called to teach right absolutely that's so true even that's though true. they have an expertise they might not want to teach it and it's okay it's okay you know this even me that i was going my my along my life doing my own going my own path i i didn't i wasn't really planning on being a teacher it wasn't um strategic it's just i, I feel like it was a call so a number of us have this call, which is what now makes us to say, okay, let's start teaching. 
Yeah. And, and, if, and if you disobey this call, you're going to be restless. You're going to have sleepless nights. You're going to feel so frustrated. It's going to keep coming at you. You can't dodge it. You can't dodge it because that's what your own assignment is. It's to teach. <laughs> yeah. So um, everybody has a course in them, but not everybody has been called to teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Now, how long was it that, you know, you, so you started off teaching people how to build their makes accessories and how to do that kind of stuff. How long was it between then? And when you actually started teaching people how to create their own online courses? Okay. So I started, my specialist course was 2013. I started teaching people how to create courses in 2016. So three years later. Three years. By this time, yes, I had created multiple online courses. I had filled so many more times. Um, and I also had big successes. And then I started to, I remember when I started to document what was making me successful. So I started to say, okay, sometimes I launch an online course, it's a huge success. Sometimes I don't launch. Sometimes I launch and I don't make any sale at all. What are the things I'm doing that are making me successful? I started to document it. You know, I was writing it out. And at first it was for myself so that I don't fail again. Yeah. You know, yeah. because yeah. there were times when I would just become lazy. I'm like, well, everybody knows me. They will buy from me no matter what. So <laughs> I would just do things shoddily and nobody will buy. Yeah. And then when I say, okay, let's do it the right way. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. People will buy. So I started to, first of all, document this process for myself. Right. It was like I needed a standard operating procedure that I would follow each time I wanted to launch a course. Yeah. But as I started to do this, People started to reach out to me to say, this is what they want to learn from me. Stephanie, please, can you show me how to launch a course? I remember for one month, I was silent on Instagram. I, I, I couldn't make any posts because there was a struggle within me. There was a struggle. I, I, I couldn't give myself permission to do this work because it felt so easy. Yeah. I wow. felt like this, this can't be right. Wow. This can't be right. This can't be right. It's so easy, you know? I struggled with it until I said, you know what? Let me do something I'm not as good at. Yeah. <laughs> I had to give myself permission to do something that was so easy for me to do. Yeah. I guess it also has to do with my, 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 the beliefs I had around um, creating wealth and making money. You yeah. know, when you grow up in an environment where you think that making money is hard. Yeah. So when you find a way to make money easily, every part of you will revolt. This can't be. This can't be right. No, you know that, that what was happening. So it was difficult for me to accept that it was easy. Yeah, it be easy for me. It was difficult. Yeah. yeah, that's really profound because so many of us, right? We struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, this idea of accepting. If we're not already from an affluent family, if we're not already mm-hmm. from a community that has a lot of money and that people are just used to you know, passive income streams, right? You're making money while you sleep, right? That's a thing, but it doesn't feel like a thing that's we should be doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 How did you, you help yourself to get over that? You find ourselves sabotaging. Mm-hmm. So after I stayed away from social media for like a month, because I was so confused, I just gave myself permission. Like in an instant, too. In an instant, just one decision and everything switched. I gave myself permission to, to help other people launch online courses. And then when I, now, and I started to look at people who were asking me for help, they were more successful than I was. 
they were older than me. They were, they were more accomplished than I was. Like they were bigger than me in every way, you know, mm-hmm. but they did not know how to launch a course. So I had to move from a place of compassion. How can I help these people? How can I help? Because they, they must be going through some pain. For them to be reaching out to me to ask for help. They must be going through some form of pain. And when I'm refusing to help them because I don't see why I should be teaching this topic, I'm, I'm being, it's almost as if I'm being selfish because I'm not trying to help other people. Right. So I move into a place of service. Good. So it doesn't matter how successful the person is. When it comes to online courses, I can help them. So that's how come I was able to help like, some of Pop Africa's most powerful women. I was able to help some of LinkedIn top voices because it, they are accomplished in their own right. But when it came to the area of online courses, I could help them, you know, and that's how I started. And if you look at it too, from that place of service that you're not just, um, by helping people who, like you say, they're powerful women, they're people who have a lot that they need to say, and you're helping Mm -hmm. them to get that online to the world. It's it's like, you're multiplying your own value by, you know, facilitating other people to spread these huge messages. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. So today, what does your life kind of look like? I mean, what is your, what's like a normal day for you? Uh, (laughs) So when I wake up, I wake up around 7 Mm a.m., 7, and I stay in my room till about 12. And that's because I'm having my quiet time. I'm praying. I'm worshiping God. I'm praising, dancing. Sometimes I'm writing, journaling. Um, sometimes I'm reading my Bible. Like it's really like a quiet time for me. I don't yeah. take calls. I'm not active on. Um, I'm not really active online. I'm just. I'm thinking. Sometimes that's when I think too. Yeah. I'm thinking of what I'm going to do. What my next steps are. That's when I do it. Seven. From 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. Okay. Now, from 12, I start getting ready to go to my office. By 1 p.m., I'm on my desk. I'm, sometimes I have to do sales calls. So I can have like two sales calls in a day, two or three. Um, sometimes I have to create content. I like creating content, so I'm always creating content. Sometimes <laughs> I'm, updating the, <laughs> I'm updating my curriculum, creating one new training. Um, Sometimes I come live after my like trainings, then I do this um, podcast things or connect yeah. with somebody. I'm having to chat with somebody. And that's it. My day ends by 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Then I, I go and rest. I go, I go and watch TV. <laughs> I stay with my family. <laughs> that's how. <laughs> nice. That's an average day for me. Yeah. So what, how much of a time difference? So I'm in Boston right now. It's um, like one thirty. What time is it there? One thirty in the afternoon here. So like right now, it's nighttime? nighttime. Right now it's 6 30 PM. 6 30. Oh, so it's only five hours difference. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's not too bad. I've sometimes interviewed people there in like, you know, Australia and New Zealand and they're like, Oh, it's <gasps> three in the morning. You're like, Oh my this goodness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah. Do you ever do any, um, I know, I noticed that you do a lot of Instagram lives and stuff like that. Um, yes. 
interviewing people and kind of, is that your, do you have a podcast in addition to that? Or that's kind of your like impromptu podcasting? <laughs> you know what? That's a very interesting question because just yesterday, someone was telling me, Stephanie, convert your live Instagram live sessions to podcast. I haven't started a podcast yet, but I guess I'm going to have to start one now. Just by <laughs> Focusing my content. So she's asking me this question. Maybe it's a sign God is giving me. <laughs> That's your next but project. Have, yes, yes. I would have to get someone on my team to help with that. But, you know, so when I get someone on the team to help manage the podcasting, and then we can go. Yeah. <laughs> so when you when you start working with people who want to do an online course, you do do you do one on one coaching as well or group coaching? Right now, I do group coaching. Yeah. So what kinds of, do you see that some people are have a lot of the same issues or problems each time? Like 10 different people might have maybe just two different problems. No, hmm. the problems are, they are various. They range, it's a wide range of challenges, <laughs> wide range. Because when people decide to launch an online course, the major issue that always pops up is fear. Yes. And fear shows up in different ways. And all of us have different um, different fears. So whatever your own fear is, you bubble up. <laughs> you bubble up. <laughs> so the situations are quite different, which is why I like to do group coaching, because in group coaching, I can we can we can hear them and coach them out of it. Yeah. Because at a certain point, it is not only it's not just about the expertise is also about helping them navigate their fears you know so many times there is a fear that is stopping them there's a mindset block there is um it's also it's also like the wrong energy the wrong attitude the wrong you know the wrong energy so helping them to reframe that yeah it's one of the things that um i find is so is is so essential are you helping them to kind of look at it as you did from a place of service? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's because we all have this thing, right? We I think call it imposter syndrome where you think, who am I yes. right to be teaching this thing? You know, maybe I'm not a multimillionaire or I'm not the best, you know, there are people who are better than me at this thing. And why should I be the one to teach? But, you know, I mean, and I suppose that's valid, right? Maybe the person, only the person, only, you know, Warren Buffett should be teaching people how to invest in stocks, right? No one else <laughs> that, right? But it's so silly because, you know, maybe he's going to speak in a way that, you know, you and I aren't going to hear it. We want to hear maybe from a woman or we want to hear from a person of color or we want to hear from a person who started with nothing. And, you know, I mean, of course, Warren Buffett didn't, wasn't born rich either, but you know what I mean? Like there's going to be some way that people are going to relate to one person better than another. So, yeah. In fact, let me even speak to that. Because it is a struggle, something I struggle with, and a lot of my clients also struggle with it. Is this case of you want to teach something, and some other person who is really successful. In fact, you may already know some other person who is already a million dollar um, course creator <laughs> teaching yeah. that topic. Yeah. You know, and you're like, who will listen to me? <laughs> who will listen to me? So one of the one of the things I realized is that we all have our own um signature topic we can call it a signature topic or let me say our own competitive advantage okay something okay. that no other person has 
And if you feel like you have, if you're feeling like, oh, who will buy from me? You know, some other person is already big, you know, and all of that. If you're comparing yourself with other people, what I would like to share with you today is that you should lean into your own story because nobody has your story. Nobody has your personality. Nobody has your combination of gifts, talents, unique insights, abilities. So if you create a course around what is unique about you, you will find your people. They will come to you for that reason. They'll come to you just the way you are, which is why it's so important to be authentic. Don't try to be anyone else. Don't try to sound a different way. Don't try to act a different way. Just be yourself. You know, even you're yourself, you will attract your own crowd. And what you will now notice is that those people who are million-dollar course creators, they are attracting a certain type of people. What that also means is that there are certain people that they are repelling. Right. Those people that they have been repelling, they are looking for some other person with a different story, a different personality, a different gift, a different talent to draw them in. So when you show up, they will also come. They'll come to you because they can connect, um, they can connect more with you. Now, there's also this thing about um, struggling with the idea of scarcity. Scarcity is when you think that because some other person is successful, I cannot be successful. Right. The way the world has right. been designed, all of us can be successful. Right. Like if, look, we can all become million dollar cost creators because there's enough. Do you understand? Like, right. <laughs> oh right. my God, it's mind blowing. It's <laughs> mind blowing, but it's true. Like there's enough to go around. So what person can have thousands of students and that person can have thousands of students and that person can have thousands of students because the way the world is, is everything that God created was created in abundance. If you look at the seas, look at the trees, if you look at sand, if you look at the clouds, if you look at anything God created was created in abundance. And so even for you, there are clients that can come to you in abundance, but you have to believe it. And right. you have to work in this realization and really just lean into what is unique about you. And many times what is unique about you is your story. Right. Absolutely. And you're, and you're so right. And you know what I was thinking as you were saying that, you know, like we can all have millions of students or thousands of students. And because what happens, right, we're going to take classes from each other as well, because, you know, each of us, and we're not all teaching the exact same topic in the exact same way. So we are also supporting each other. So the more money I have, the more money that comes to me, the more I'm going to hire coaches and hire professionals and have people help me. And then that makes more business. And then they can go out and do the same thing. And I mean, it just becomes this beautiful love fest of everybody helping each other and, and creating more and more and more business for everyone else. This is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That scarcity mindset, you got to throw that right out the window and just get to where you realize that there's more than enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. And what other kinds of things, like how do you help people to, do people when they come to you, do they already know exactly what they want to teach? Some know, some do not know. Some do not know. Yeah. All they have is just an urge that I want to create a course yeah. and they don't know what they want to teach. And so they just allow themselves to go on the go on that journey it's a very scary journey because it looks as if they are walking into uncharted territories but you know (laughs) what i always say is that just encourage just take a first step and let's go and so i will share with you um the lady that um, joined my program she did not know what she was going to teach she didn't even have an instagram audience she was just fresh brand new but when she saw me she was like 
was just attracted to me and she felt like Stephanie, this thing you're doing, I can do it too. I want to do it, but I don't know what I'm going to do. So she came into the program and we took her through our process of finding what is unique to her, what is her own story. And that's how she found a unique topic that nobody was teaching, you know, like it's so unique, but because it's her story, um, she priced the course at $3,000. And when she pre-sold it, she got five clients and that was $15,000. Wow. And now she's in the process of creating the course content and she's now going to, she's going to later she's going to scale it up with Evergreen Funnels. But this is somebody who was completely clueless. She just followed the nudge. You know, she just followed the nudge. Yeah. Now, there are some people who have already started. They've launched a course before, but they haven't just been able to get to six figures. Something is happening. They don't know what's happening. They, are, they feel frustrated. I'm trying, 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 trying. And this thing is not working. There are many reasons why it may not be working. Sometimes it can be the positioning, the way they position the course. Sometimes it can be the messaging, how they're describing what it is they want to do. Sometimes it can be their mindset that needs some tweaks. Now, because we don't know what the problem is, really, we start from the beginning and just take them through the process. Yeah. And as they are going through the process, they begin to correct. And that's how they end up having a very successful course. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So Stephanie, I mean, I'm looking at the clock here. Our time go- has gone by so fast and I feel like we got, <laughs> I really, I could just talk to you for days. I love talking to you. Um, Thank so, you. so I want the, first of all, um, how can people reach you if they, if they want to do an online course, if they want to take your online course or learn to do their own, or how, how can people reach out to you? Okay. There's several ways. I like to spend time on Instagram. So easiest way to just reach out to me is to send me a message on Instagram, Steph Obi. Um, but formally, like my structured, structured way is on my website, www.stephanieobi.com. <laughs> but really, I'm a human being. Just reach out to me on, on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is where you live, right? <laughs> yeah, I like Instagram sometimes. <laughs> so I'll put all those in the show notes. Steph, what, what do you wish I would have asked you? I mean, I know there's a lot more we could talk about, but what... Is there anything that you have kind of been sitting there hoping that I would ask or something that you specifically want to share <laughs> that we didn't, we kind of didn't touch on? You're going to ask me about how to create an online course because you said you were creating an online course. <laughs> I was expecting you to ask <laughs> <laughs> you, Do you have any question you would like to ask me about the process of creating an online course? Just ask me anything. Well, in my, so I already have like some online courses, but nobody actually takes them. So that's my problem is promoting the courses um, at all and appropriately and all that kind of stuff. That would be my big thing. Cause for me, like you said, creating the course itself, I mean, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't that difficult, but getting people to know about it and take it. And oh, by the way, I don't think I've ever even mentioned it on my own podcast before. So that's probably a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is. There might be a reason that you're not um, promoting it. So you might want to dig into that. Yeah. And find out what, why exactly, what's making me act this way. There's something behind the scenes. And I'm, I'm happy that you have identified it because when you identify it, you can fix the problem. All right. So we can dig into that. Um, but I used to face this challenge before. You know, like I shared, when I, when I launched my first online course, when it was successful, I quit my nine to five and I entered into entrepreneurship full time. And I started creating online courses back to back because I had time. So every day I wake up, I'm shooting one content, I'm creating courses, creating content. You know, I was always doing this yeah. until 
and it wasn't working out. So I have many courses on the shelf that are not, not selling. And so I said, you know what? I have to do something differently. I can't continue doing this over and over again and it's not working. I must do something differently. Yeah. So I decided to pre-sell. What pre-selling means is that I started to sell my course before creating it. Huh. So I created, my first step was that I created an offer. An offer is, now, an offer is the reason people will pay for your course. It's not the same thing as your course content. It is a package that you are giving people. And if they like the offer, they will sign up for it. Okay? So I just created an offer, and then I pre-sold the offer. I asked people to pay for the offer, even though the course wasn't ready. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and people paid. Now, when they paid, it was the greatest validation. Because what I now believe is that cash is the only true test. It doesn't yeah. matter how much yeah. people tell you, oh my God, I really like the way you do this. I like how yeah. you do that. I like how you do that. Yeah. Like all of that are compliments. It's, it's almost yeah. like, you know, if you want to get married, no matter, what, no matter how much the man tells you, oh, I really love you. I love you. I love you. If you're not married, you're not get married. The There's no ring in your finger, you're not married. <laughs> if he tells you, oh my God, I'm going to take you to my family. They will love you. If all his friends are calling you, oh, our wife, our wife, our friend's wife, all of that, they're all compliments because you're not yet married. You only get married when you get married. Yeah, there's yeah. no substitute for it, and it's the same thing with the online course. You only know this is a profitable online course when you get paid. Yeah. So that became what I started to use as my test. Yeah, and I would um, when people paid before um, creating the course, it was a sign, and I went ahead to create the course. So is that so that was a way that, that I, you success decided which ones to move forward with? Are you saying you you yes. had multiple offerings and you just yeah which, yeah. So my dad, my dad used to say, don't clap, just throw money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So that's what I would recommend that those offers, all right, there might be some good ones there. Yeah. Find find one and pre-sell it and let's see. Okay. Let's see. Beautiful. You have a, you have a winner and you can now start scaling it up. Yeah. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, I hope we can do this again. Actually, I really, I feel like we didn't have enough time. We were too busy playing with the, playing with the buttons in the beginning. So we. (laughs) (laughs) So so, so you're such a great interviewer. Very soft-spoken. You're just speaking nicely. I really, really enjoyed this interview. I'm telling you, I enjoyed it. (laughs) Absolutely. Me too. So. Anyway, um, I want to, I want to talk more with you and say, oh, when are you going to be in the country? Maybe we can meet up somewhere. But um, right now I'm going to let the viewers, let the listeners go. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you listeners so much for listening. I know you loved if even if you couldn't understand every word that Steph said, just listening to her laugh is worthwhile. I mean, it's wonderful. (laughs) And, um, and thanks so much, Steph, for being with us today and sharing all your wisdom. I know there are a lot of people out there who have thought of doing an online course and who have just not been able to quite pull the trigger. So hopefully you'll go check stuff out, Steph Obi at, uh, on Instagram and, you know, just like, listen to some of her live posts, listen to, you know, look at some of her, the, the work that she's doing and, you know, just let her get under your skin until you feel like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to pull the trigger. Now I'm going to give Steph a call and have her, <laughs> have her tutor me. <laughs> And 
be sure to join us next week when we're going to have some other exciting person who I'm not sure yet who that is, but I know you're going to love them. Take care.